This is Witness Radio with Ryan Muniak, where you learn biblical evangelism from real-life encounters. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Our call in line is 513-900-8070, and the website is witnesstalkradio.org. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Answers in Genesis, an apologetics ministry that's dedicated to helping Christians defend their faith and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Visit witnesstalkradio.org slash AIG to see their latest resources. Today, my special guest is Trish Ramos from Wretched Radio and Living Waters and all those wonderful ministries that I love. She's actually got a bachelor's degree in education with a minor in communications. I wonder why she works with Wretched. She actually joined Living Waters first in 2005. She's part of the film crew for Way of the Master, so she actually went over to Europe and Israel when they went over there. I'm so looking forward to season five. Finally, they're working on it and getting it ready to come out. She's the founder of the Fish with Trish website, and they've got some amazing evangelism resources there. In addition to all that stuff that she does, she's on staff at Wretched Radio with the Freakishly Tall One, and she's the event coordinator for The Biggest Project, which is something that we recently helped out with at the Gay Pride Festival back in June. Trish has been speaking, teaching, evangelizing, and leading worship for various events since 1997. She's a very busy lady, but she's taken the time out today to come and be with us on Witness Radio. Trish, thank you so much for thank being you, here. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Total blessing. One thing I like to do whenever I have a guest is I love to hear their testimony and how the Lord saved them. So please share mm-hmm. with us what has happened in your life. Well, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was two. And, you know, so growing up was kind of what I would call I was a priester instead of a Catholic. You know, we'd go on Christmas and Easter. And so it wasn't wasn't really, we weren't really committed to any churches. So it wasn't like I grew up in a particular, you know, denomination or really had too much of a Christian influence. I just remember my grandmother um, sometimes tucking me in, in bed at night and, and saying the prayer, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray mm-hmm. the Lord my soul to keep. And, you know, what's interesting is when my parents got divorced at two, I would go and visit my dad every other weekend. And I remember he would read me a Bible, you know, you know, one of those Bibles that it was the kid's Bible. And um, the it precious always, moments. It, no, it was like a... um it was a hardcover, and I forget which one, but it, it dealt with Genesis and, and went into, you know, the Tower of Babel and the flood and everything. And But on the front of the cover, it said, do not remove from this office. And I thought whoever it was that stole that book <laughs> disobeyed God because, you know, in that Bible, it had been talking about thou shalt not steal. And I remember my dad would read me that book read me the Bible every other weekend. And one one day I, I, I was sitting up on the counter and as he was cooking bacon in the kitchen, I, I must have been Ryan five years old. And um, at that time he was living with a woman, not his, not my mom, you know, not mm-hmm. a good situation. So the, here, think about this here. My dad is, you know, like committing adultery, but here he's reading me the Bible at night. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? And I, and I remember going, dad, I need to know. And I'm five and I go, dad, I need to know what happens at the end of that book. And he says, I can't tell you. 
because it's, it's, it's scary. I said, Dad, no, I'm going to be too old by the time you get to the end of the book and I need to know what happens. Can you tell me what happens at the end of the book? And I remember, um, Ryan, him, you know, he, for 15 minutes, I bugged him and, and he looked at his girlfriend and said, I can't believe this kid. I can't believe she, and I remember at that moment a distinct, like I needed to know, I knew how the world began and the fall because of, you know, Genesis, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know how it ended. And I knew for some reason that book was going to tell me. And I wanted my dad to tell me the truth because I thought it's pretty big, you know, and it would take a long time. And so he told me about the end of the world. He told me about the mark of the beast and 666 and never didn't basically to never deny the Lord, even if it meant I couldn't eat food. And it's weird at that moment. I don't want to say that's when I was converted because, I, you know, I didn't didn't live a life after the Lord. But there was I was definitely an awakening where in my mind, I thought, Boy, I can never reject the Lord no matter, no matter what. And I started reading my Bible at a, a young age. And, but then when I got into high school, really living for myself, living for the world and was in a relationship that was totally unbiblical, ungodly and, um, just really living for myself. And, and one night, my junior year in high school, I was 17. Um, I felt that I needed to read every verse in the Bible that had to deal with sexual immorality. No one told me. I didn't even know how I knew the word fornication, but I knew that somehow, um, the Bible had to, you know, address those subjects. So I turned to the back of the Bible and it was a living Bible of all translations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't the NASB, you know, or the, or, you know, the New King James Version or the King James Version, but it was just, you know, a um, new living Bible. And I went to the back and looked up every verse on that and went from Genesis all the way to Ephesians 5. And when I got to Ephesians 5, that said, no fornicator, no sexually immoral person will inherit the kingdom of God. I just, I thought, well, if I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God, what am I going to get? And instantly at that moment, sitting on my bed, I knew that that I was going to hell. At that moment, there was a fear that overtook me because this boy, this boyfriend had become my God. I was, I mean, I did everything for him, you know, and, but at that moment, nothing mattered. I, I called him on the phone right then. And I said, I'll never be with you again. I'll never even kiss you. And he goes, what happened to you? And I said, can I re- read you? So then I started witnessing to him and I didn't even know what I was doing. And I look back now and I see the spirit of God at work. And I, I did not know, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know at that time salvation was of the Lord. I thought that I was the one that wanted the Lord and that mm-hmm. I was the one that came to him. I didn't realize he was drawing me, that he was irresistible. And I couldn't, he, God was so irresistible that it made my boyfriend seem ugly. Makes sense. You know, that sin seemed ugly. God seemed so wonderful. I couldn't but turn away. And so I thought that the boyfriend would do the same thing and we'd walk with God, mm. even though I didn't even know that lingo. But guess what? He never did. Mm. And that was really, really the end, end of that. And from that moment, the Lord just really changed my life. And I got in a church that was um, not very biblically sound. I do think that the people there did did love the Lord, but it was not very good doctrinally, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I I took that on and my witnessing was very much like, come to Jesus and get your best life now. And Jesus loves you. And I didn't have a biblical testimony, but uh, I mean, there, in terms of, yep. you know, witnessing, right? Um, somehow I, I ended up seeing Ray Comfort um, in Santa Monica, California at like, in, in like 1997. And... Emilio, my husband, was out there with Ray doing open air preaching and really defending him. And I I was out there against Ray because I thought he was doing everything unbiblical. And I just thought he was harsh. And what we need to do is hug people and Mm -hmm. love people into the kingdom. These people already were condemned, (laughs) you know, and I didn't realize. And someone gave me hell's best kept secret. And then that really. So it was almost like I don't want to say I got born again again, but my eyes were opened again. Mm hmm. 
that's pretty much the testimony. And then I'd marry Emilio about eight years later, <laughs> the very one that I didn't think was doing things right. And then I'd work for Ray Comfort in 2005. And just the Lord has a sense of humor. <laughs> He's <laughs> well, so kind. God. Yes. Well, praise God that not only did God save you, but he led you to solid biblical teaching regarding evangelism mm-hmm. you know, with the teaching of Hell's Best Kept Secret and True and False Conversion, that really helped me to understand what happened to me. You know, when I was saved, I thought I was a Christian, so Mm. I didn't realize I had gotten saved. Mm. I thought, according to a false teaching from a church that I had been attending, they said that I was just sanctified at that moment, Mm. not that I was saved. And that's, you know, that's what I believe, because that's what they told me. And then someone showed me true and false conversion. And I listened to that a couple of times. I'm like, well, that sounds more like what happened Hmm. than what they told me. Interesting. Yeah. So it it was really eye-opening. Right. And I I love Ray's ministry Mm -hmm. and all that Living Waters has done to equip the saints to go out and proclaim the biblical gospel. Definitely. So you've been doing this for a long time with the kings of biblical evangelism, Living Waters, Wretched Radio. Obviously, it started with Huntington Beach Pier or whatever. Right, Santa right. Monica, Santa Monica, right. right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how did you start working for Ray? Right. And, how did that all begin? Yeah. Boy, and I know if they heard that they were the kings of biblical evangelism, they'd probably cringe at that. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, you know, they're standing on the shoulders of giants. And then obviously, we just get it from the Lord, right? And that that biblical example. But yeah, it just, um, seeing him out in Santa Monica, I was drawn to that. I was convicted when I heard Emilio defending Ray with to me and my friends, because we were out there with a group of friends. And again, against that, we, we, you know, when we heard Ray open air preaching, we were really against it. I was so bent on even calling the ministry. That was before texting. That was before email. I was going to call because I was so upset. And until I heard Hell's Best Kept Secret, that changed everything. And um, and then I started going to a church called Calvary Chapel Saving Grace in Yorba Linda, California. And that happened to be the church that had been doing the evangelism, you know, out at Santa Monica. And at the time, remember, I'm in an unbiblical church. And then I started going to this Calvary Chapel that was just teaching verse by verse, mm-hmm. book by book. And Pastor Trent Douglas was really solid. I mean, really teaching the Bible solidly. And my eyes just began opening even more. I began getting convicted. You really threw the, you know, the exegetical teaching of the word that that's where the truth just illuminated my mind. Right. And um and and easy, Emil Zwayne, who's the president of um of Living Waters, um <laughs> he's he was the, just in town recently. Yes, I know. I saw pictures of him at the Ark. I'm sad he got to see it before me, but anyway, I won't I will I'll forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, Easy would always joke and say, Trish, if you came and work for for the ministry, because he knew I had such a heart for evangelism, even though I had been doing it unbiblically, but the Lord in his grace opened my eyes. But Easy would joke with me when he'd see me at church, he'd say, You can come you could come and work for Ray and get to pass out tracks every morning at the courthouse. Because Ray would open air preach and they'd pass out tracks. And that always stuck. I don't even think Easy remembers saying that, but that stuck in my heart. And um, when um, after Emilio and I got married, I just said, Emilio, can I go work for Living Waters? Even though I knew I wasn't going to, it wasn't about money, right? Mm-hmm. It was really just about the heart for evangelism. And so I, I pretty much quit teaching. At that time, I was doing like long term subbing for high school and, and things like that. And 
I just uh, said, could I just take a step of faith and work for them for the summer? And he said, yeah, if that's what you want to do. If you want to drive all the way from Riverside to Bellflower, a three-hour drive on the 91 freeway in the morning, the busiest highway. Oh. He goes, if that's what you want to do. And you know, I never went back to teaching, Ryan, ever. I never went back. And I've been doing ministry since. And then after I worked for Ray, um, I still do stuff, editing books and, and things with with Ray Comfort and um, you know, sending out press releases and, and love the ministry. But now I work on staff full-time for Wretched radio. Mm-hmm. So that came right after Living Water. So I just went from one ministry to the next and just really, really grateful, grateful for what the Lord has done. Praise God. Yeah. So you have this insatiable appetite for sharing the gospel with the lost. How did you overcome your fear with sharing your faith? Yeah. Good question. Really, really good question. Um, and that's one when I do speaking engagements and talk to ladies, I'll share a lot. And I use Recomfort's love test, you know, where it kind of it just goes through about 10 different questions, really just to gauge our heart to see, you know, see where we're at. And some of the questions are, I could overcome my fear of, you know, sharing the gospel if I was given $100, A, if I was given, you know, $1,000, B, or if I was given a promise that God would be with me and that he commanded it. And I was so convicted by reading some of these questions. And Ray gives this analogy of a 4 a.m. flashlight evangelism. And he says something to the effect of, imagine it's 4 a.m. And I tell you that I'm going to give you $100 for every person that you don't even witness to, but just give a solid biblical track to starting at 4 a.m. He says, I bet you would have your alarm out, the one that you used to throw against the wall and you'd be kissing it. You'd have the flashlight out and the calculator and doing all these, you know, <laughs> figuring out, okay, by 8 a.m., if I pass that 100, I would, and I'd by 10 a.m., I'd have $8,000 at do you know what I mean? If we could do right. it for the love of money, but just not for the love of God. And and I just was so convicted by some of these, you know, analogies that Ray would give. And I just thought, boy, and this is, you know, even after being saved, loving the Lord and sharing the gospel, it just really heightened my evangelism. And then Ray would say things like, get on fire for God and people will come and watch you burn. And, you know, then I'd read, you know, quotes by Charles Spurgeon that said things like, you know, when private talk and conversation is not available, make sure to get good tracks, not just any, but ones that are eye catchy and have a mm-hmm. solid gospel message because they could be the words of eternal life. And I just thought, well, I could just let the track do talking for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I, when I get seized up with fear, just let the track just say, did you get one and then run away. <laughs> and then it just started becoming more and more natural. Now I, I just can't help it. It's like, if I don't have tracks on me, I, I just, it's really difficult. You know what I mean? I need to have them on me because I feel like when I'm going and running errands, I don't want those things to be in vain. Mm-hmm. There's got to be someone I'm going to run into or just hand a, a track to. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Keeping the faith, the faith in the family. This is Faith and Family Radio. Boys dressing like girls, girls dressing like boys. What does the Bible say about it? Would you say that God is your first love? How would you describe your relationship with God? Where do we get logic and reason from? The God that made us. What does the Bible have to say? When does life begin? You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. With my mommy and daddy. FaithFamilyRadio.com you're listening to Christmas with
Radio. You give out a lot of gospel tracts, and you have a lot of really unique gospel tracts on your website, fishwithtrish.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I know you love to give out yeah. is the Biggest Question DVD, which is yes. a gospel tract in video form. That's right. What can you tell us about The Biggest Question? Yes. I love that, Ryan, so much. That DVD is just fantastic. We joke around and say it's like a gospel track, but on steroids, <laughs> because people can put it right into their, you know, the DVD player on their computer. And we've had a lot of students watch it. And all it is, is basically just a 30 minute gospel presentation, quick, pretty quick pace, but very thorough. Um, and Vody Bauckham's on there, Ray Comfort's on there, Todd Friel is on there, and Easy, Emil Zwayne from Living Water. So just those four, and they do an, just an impeccable job of presenting the gospel biblically very clearly. And so I just keep those, you know, I keep them in my bag or in my car. And you know what I've been doing lately, Ryan? I mean, I've been doing this probably for, I don't know, almost two years because I'm so pumped up about the Noah's Ark thing. All I'll just say to people is I say, did you did you see the news or did you hear the news? And they go, oh, no, now what? And I go, no, I mean, good news that they're building a life-size Noah's Ark. And I'll pull up my cell phone and say it's it's in Kentucky. It's just a two-hour flight from, well, I'm in Texas. So mm-hmm. <laughs> two-hour flight from Texas. And, and I will show them a picture, one of the recent pictures of the Ark. Mm-hmm. And they go crazy. And if they want to hear more, I'll show them a few more pictures, tell them a few more stats, and then I'll give them a DVD after and say, this has to do with with the gospel, which is what the ark is all about. you know. Very and then cool. sometimes I'll just ask about the door. I'll say, how many doors were in the ark? Most people say 700 or 14 or, you know, and obviously there's one door which points to Christ, mm-hmm. John 10, him being the door, yeah. that he's the way. So, you know, and it's just amazing. The ark has, that alone has made many springboards for the gospel and the DVDs are just great just to give as you're leaving. Very cool. With the Biggest Question DVDs, you have something called The Biggest Project as part of Wretched. It's a major outreach uh, of Wretched Radio and TV. Us at Witness Radio, we took part in giving out DVDs as part of The Biggest Project. What exactly is The Mm -hmm. Biggest Project? Yeah. So The Biggest Project is a worldwide distribution where we're passing out these DVDs, not only just in America, but all across the globe. All the DVDs are supported by Retro Radio listeners. Um, and so we have hit almost all 50 states, Ryan, with thousands, thousands upon thousands of DVDs in every single state in America. So almost all 50 states. And you're, you being one of them, you're a major team leader. I mean, we've sent you, I know we've sent you thousands and you guys are so faithful to send so many pictures and it's just such a blessing. And it's just an initiative just to basically do what we're commanded to do, um, preach the gospel. And, um, you know, while we have time and we have freedom here in America, and so we're, we're living in a unique, blessed place right now mm-hmm. <laughs> until that's Till that ends. And so we need to really take advantage of it. So yeah, anybody that maybe wants to help be a part of having that, having that go, we would basically give out about 3000 DVDs all supported by wretched, wretched listeners every single month. Uh, every wow. single month, 3,000 DVDs, about 50,000 a year. Um, you've been a recipient of that. Your team has. And um, so yeah, if you go to biggestproject.com, people can read, see pictures and, and everything on there. Um, just really, really fantastic. And it's been going about four years, and we, we can't believe it's been that long. And people keep giving. So we keep giving the DVDs out. <laughs> yeah. They keep giving, and we'll keep giving them out. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and now this is... I believe this is the third version of the Biggest Question DVD. I, it just keeps getting better with every one you guys make. That's that's true. Yeah, it went from like the big question to the biggest question, then the biggest question. Yeah, we d- keep doing different modifications, making it shorter, making it more, you know, mm-hmm. editing it out. And so that's, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. Now, 
one thing that I just think is interesting, and you brought it up to me, is that you say evangelism can be a cure for depression and for self-focus. How is that possible? Explain that. Yeah. They say that there's two ministries in the church that are neglected, greatly neglected. It's prayer meetings and evangelism. But if you're to throw a potluck, everyone will be there. Mm -hmm. But if you throw a prayer meeting, it's, you know what I, you know what I mean? It was slim pickings will be at the prayer meeting and at the, the evangelism meeting. So, um, you know, what, just what I, what I recommend is just order some pizzas, let everyone know pizzas are going to be there <laughs> and that you're going to eat for 20 minutes and then you'll go hit the streets. Maybe everyone will show up. But the reason why I say that it's a cure for depression is because I can't tell you how many times, Ryan, that I go out dragging my heels to preach the gospel, either because I've had a hard week or there's warfare. There's always going to be warfare before I go to, you know, whether it be to the university, whether it be just on a Saturday night with our church or um, even to pass out that gospel track. It's almost like it's like I have weights on my hands Mm -hmm. to pass, you know, to pass it out. And the amazing thing is, is I go out dragging my heels, but I always come home clicking them. Even if it's running errands, I've got to tell you something that happened when I returned the other day, something at Home Depot, and I felt this weird presence behind me. And I, I look behind me and, and um, all, it was a dog. I love dogs. And so in, in Home Depot, this dog with big eyes looking at me, and I told the, the man, I said, your dog is adorable. What's its name? And he said, Zoe. And I said, oh, did you know that's biblical? You know, Zoe, that means life. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him a gospel track. And, you know, which talks about eternal life. And then the next day I'm in the mail, the post office in the lines kind of long, which who, who likes to wait in the long line at the post office. But I felt a weird presence behind me and it was a dog, another dog with big eyes looking at me and a lady was holding it, a different dog. And I said, ma'am, your dog is so adorable. What's its name? She said, Zoe. And I said, what? Zoe? I go, ma'am, do you know what that dog, what Zoe means? She said, no. And I said, it means eternal life. Uh, you know, it means life as a way. It's a Greek word and it comes from the Bible. Um, and I said, this talks about eternal life. And I gave her tracks. And then it, it's almost like that one makes it easier to then give it out to other people. And so what I love about evangelism is it changes our focus to take it off of us and our issues and our problems and really puts it on somebody else that are, we're not here without a purpose. If you're born again, you have a purpose and this life is going to end. And we have only a window, a short window to share the gospel. That's one thing we're not going to do in heaven. We will not get to share the gospel in heaven. And so we need to do it now. It's really a privilege. So that's why I love ministries like obviously Answers in Genesis and, you know, Living Waters and Wretched and all these different different ministries that equip us to do that very thing. And so it really does really does cure us, I think, from from self-focus. The children of Lima, Peru, face many difficulties, hunger, neglect, abuse, and most importantly, a lack of the gospel. Heart of Christ Ministries seeks to bring the gospel and to fulfill the other needs of the children. Please consider partnering with us. You can sponsor a child for just $25 a month, and there are many other ways to help. Please visit hofcm.org. Here's how VidAngel lets you watch movies for $1. You buy a movie for $20. Don't worry, it ends up being $1. Since you own the movie, you can legally set your filters. Now, watch your movie. Then, with the click of a button, sell it back to us for $19 of credit. That means each movie is only $1. It's that simple. Buy for $20, set filters, watch it, sell it back for $19. Enjoy your $1 movie. 
Sign up at witnesstalkradio.org slash vidangel. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like to Ryan. <coughs> we do. Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. Switching gears a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You are kind of a trendsetter that I've noticed. A lot of times you have some very unique looking handbags and purses that you carry around and you actually give some of these purses away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I've given almost all of them away. In fact, this one that I'm I'm carrying right now, it has, I mean, I this thing has so many pockets, Ryan, in it. I've got a pocket on the side, a pocket on the front, a pocket, and I didn't make this one, but um, the ones that I made have um, and designed have pockets on the front and in the back lining the whole purse because if you don't have tracks on you like this one I just think is really really cute this one that I have <laughs> but um, I got it at an airport that's a whole nother story because I missed my flight my flight got delayed I was in California doing a ladies retreat just recently Ryan mm-hmm doing five messages all on evangelism and the fear of the Lord and things of that nature and holiness. And after that, do you know my flight got delayed like eight times? Wow. Um, I was supposed to be home on a Sunday at 7. I never got home till a Tuesday at 4 a.m. Oh, wow. I could not get from LAX to DFW. I don't know what was going on. The plane was broken. Then there were weather issues. So I finally got to OKC, Oklahoma. And you know what was amazing? I was like, I was like, Lord, you're so faithful because I sat right behind an OKC NBA player. Um, his name was Andre Johnson, and I handed him a gospel track, and um, he started like looking at it and reading it right there. It was Ray Comfort's Curved Illusions. Oh, yes. And then he turned around, and he's like, can you show me? How do you do this? And it was so neat. He just wanted to figure it out, and, and then I told him about the ark, and and uh, just really neat. And then everyone else behind me was wanting to know. But um, but so, And the reason why I bring that up is because I had them in my handbag. If you don't have some, and this is why I think women have an advantage over men, because men can't carry really, I mean, typically you don't carry around man bags everywhere, right? Um, but you just got a little wallet or a pocket here. But here's the thing is that if, if ladies just get creative, use the diaper bag, use whatever handbag it is and stuff, stuff it with tracks. You know, I like to think of tracks like the American Express card. Don't leave home without them. Because if you don't have them on you, the chance of you actually engaging and talking to someone is probably pretty slim. Right. I, I can attest to that. You know, when I leave for just a moment to go to the store for milk or whatever, you know, and I forget my wallet, yes. which is where I keep my tracks, I'm like, oh, right. what do I do now? Right. And thankfully, you know, I have my car, which I keep stacked with tracks. So I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But I still am like, oh, I forgot my wallet. I need my tracks. And what's really scary is when you do the Ray Comfort challenge. Yeah. And you tell people, if you ever find me in public without tracks, I'll give you money. Right. That is when I know specifically, oh, I am so in trouble. I hope no one sees me. Right, right, right. So you say that women have an advantage over Mm -hmm, men when mm -hmm. preaching the gospel, when passing out tracts. Why? Why do women have that advantage? Yeah. So I think, you know, we are less um, intimidating. People are are more likely to take a track 
from a woman. It really, you know what I mean? It really, this is just what I've noticed. I I will watch my husband, sorry, men (laughs) get rejected, you know, over and over just for tracks, but then they'll take them from me or they'll take them from my friend Liz, or they'll take them from Kristen or Jesse or, you know, Crystal. And I just, I just see that women have that advantage just because I think we're, we are, yeah, just less intimidating, especially if you're a mom and you're walking around with your stroller, people will take things from you. And then you've got that whole stroller, Ryan. I mean, think about it. I think strollers were designed just for women to put gospel tracks everywhere. <laughs> just like cars. I think cars were designed. They put all these wonderful little, you know, cup holders and little, you know, coin things Just stuff it with tracks. <laughs> um, and then also, I think too, because Ryan, if you were given the task to go to a JCPenney and buy a pair of jeans at the mall. And I was given the same task or your wife was given the same task. I know you, like most men, would get to JCPenney, get the jeans and you'd be out of there. Right. But your wife, she'd wind up at, you know, it, you know, the little jewelry shop. She'd wind up, you know, stopping over maybe at the Starbucks or at the, you know, the candy store and getting the gummy bear. You know, she would wind up everywhere, even if she was not buying things, but just looking around. Can you imagine you only would pass out maybe a couple tracks because you went to JCPenney and left, but she could be putting seeds and passing out tracks at every little stop. And you don't even need to get into so deep of a conversation. Just say to somebody, never say this, never say, do you want one? If you say, do you want one when you hand out a gospel track, then they can say no. Mm-hmm. And they're like, want one what? It's kind of confusing. But if you say, did you did you get one of these? They'll go, oh, no. And you just can say, oh, it's got a great message on the back. Have a great day. And then, you know what I mean? You're gone. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think we've got an advantage for those reasons. Very cool. And people can go to fishwithtrish.com to get more tips and evangelism type materials and stuff like that, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that also where they can go to find out more about you and to contact you and all that good stuff? Yes, absolutely. Um, fishwithtrish.com and then also fishwithtrish.com slash store um, uh, that you can see tracks on there. Almost all the handbags are sold out. But um, but yeah, any speaking engagements is really what I kind of am focusing more on, um, just equipping ladies to share the gospel and doing women's retreats on topics like the fear of the Lord and holiness and um, obviously evangelism and, and things of that nature. So if any ladies ever want to do events like that or one day conferences. I love doing doing all of that. Very cool. And one last thing I want to talk about right before we go is you have some news, mm-hmm. some some huge news, some very big news. Yeah. Now we are actually recording all the way back in July, mm-hmm. and it this isn't mm-hmm. going to come out until like September, right? So the news may have been broken by now, but officially. You hear it here first on Witness Radio. Yeah. What is this big news? Yeah, well, boy, um, Ryan, Emilio and I, my husband Emilio and I were married in 2003. We will have been married almost 13 years. Wow. Congratulations. Um, in, uh, in, in, in November. And we will be expecting our first child this December which was totally a work of the Lord. Um, and it wasn't because we were necessarily trying. Okay. It was more that God opened my heart instead of opened my womb. And let me explain what I mean by that. I basically wanted to just do ministry. When, when I married Emilio, I told him before we ever got married that I, I really just, you know, wanted to do ministry and never really had a heart to have children. Mm. And, um, and I think that was because I was raised an only child. I didn't have any cousins and just really raised in a family that, 
you know, had a, a really unbiblical mindset. Do you know what I'm saying? And so when I would, I would get, I would go to verses at um, Ryan, like in Psalm 133 that says children are heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the room is a great reward. I would always think of that and go, yes, that's true. But for other people, because <laughs> I wanted to just do ministry, right? Travel with Ray Comfort Living Waters ministry and be able to evangelize free, freely and this and that. And, and the Lord um, really got a hold of my heart through an affliction, mm-hmm. um, through heart rhythm issues. That happened not too long ago, several years ago. And the Lord just really, really broke me and, and showed me through a series of events that, you know, yes, again, not, not, not my will, but his will be done and that yeah. I need to trust him. So I think there was a lot of fear too associated, you know, with, with all of that, you know, fear of having the child, fear, fear of failure, mm-hmm. all these different things. And the Lord really just did away, did away with all of that. So yeah, I mean, when when the church found out, I mean, no one ever thought we'd ever have kids. Anyone that that knew us, that we'd just end up doing ministry and you know, doing doing uh, doing all that for the Lord. But the Lord is good, and He is kind, and He is gracious to um to deal with us, even in our stubbornness, mm-hmm. even in our um yeah. So yeah, very grateful, and I appreciate any prayer for anybody that is listening. Praise God mm-hmm. and congratulations. Children really are mm. a, a huge blessing, even though you are thinking like, what am I doing? What is going right. on? They help you to draw close to the Lord. I, yeah. I firmly believe that yeah. because I have to do that or I'll kill my kids. <laughs> right, right, right. No, it's like, you know, I heard Ryan someone say that, you know, when you get married, you die to yourself. And when you have children, you bury yourself. <laughs> mm, I like that. <laughs> you know? Like well, Trish, thank you so much for thank being you, on Ryan. Witness Radio. Thank you. And listeners, again, go to fishwithtrish.com for more information about her and her ministry. You're listening to Witness Radio. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Witness Radio. Visit witnesstalkradio.org to read the show notes and let us know what you think of what we shared today. Do you do you agree with this? Do you disagree? Did we miss a point that you think we should have shared? Let us know. And don't forget to join us on social media and share this episode with your friends. Now that the show is over, it's time for you to go. That is, to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. May God bless you. This show has been a production of the Muniac family. Please pray for us as we continue to minister in the tri-state area and around the globe with Christ-centered programs.